Welcome to the UX Podcast, where we learn how to turn a rockstar business into a UX machine. UX introduces a simple formula for personal and business growth based around one principle. We can't solve big, valuable problems alone. Starting with this principle, UX equips and empowers us to pour ourselves into people and systems, scale authentically, and create a life of exponential freedom and impact. And now, let's get started with the latest episode of the UX Podcast. What is up, Rockstars? Matt Johnson here back with another episode of the UX Podcast. Phenomenal guest with us today, Craig Ballantyne, who many of you might be familiar with from Early to Rise. Uh, he's been called the world's most productive man. Uh, he's a legendary output. He's written five books, including The Perfect Day Formula. Uh, that sold over 30,000 copies. They've also sold 5,000 of the kits that came along with that. And one of the things that I love about this conversation is Craig really breaks down his book launch strategy for The Perfect Day Formula, as well as the lessons that he took from that launch that he's taking into the next one for his upcoming book that comes out, I believe, within uh, the next month. And so this is, if you're an author, an aspiring author, or if you're like some of my clients and they're working on their second and third books, but you're not sure how to maximize your launch and sell the maximum number of copies and build your list and do all those fun things that you can do with the book launch, this is the episode for you. Uh, I was absolutely blown away by the launch for the Perfect Day Formula. It's the best executed that I've seen. Great upsell. The kit is phenomenal. Craig was nice enough to send me another one which I've got sitting here. It's got the journal in and a bunch of other stuff that comes in with it along with the book that makes it a legitimate high value physical kit that accompanies the book. And so we break down kind of how that came to be, the things that he's taking into the next uh, book launch that he's learned and some of the changes that he's making as well as the marketing strategies that work the best to sell books. So super, super fun conversation, really in depth. If you're a coach, consultant, agency owner, you're gonna get a ton out of this conversation. If you're a hard driving, hard charging entrepreneur, and you struggle with anxiety. Craig also opens up about that, which is really the genesis of the perfect day formula. And to begin with is the, uh, the issues that he's had over the years with anxiety as an entrepreneur. And so we also delve into that and how to use things like scripts and uh, brain dumps and some of the other techniques from his book to deal with that. And so I'm super excited for you to listen to it. Without further ado, let's jump in with Craig. All right, Craig, officially welcome to the UX podcast. Hey, thanks so much, man. It's gonna be awesome. It is going to be awesome. I'm super excited. So we've read the book and I'm sure a lot of people in the audience have read it. They probably went through the funnel and saw some of the same things that I did. I was completely blown away, but give us just uh, the genesis, the original genesis of the perfect day and where that came about. Yeah. So the perfect day formula stemmed both of my books. So I've got two books and both of them stemmed from this, these anxiety attacks I had back in 2006. And so I was a young, successful entrepreneur around the age of 30 and I was, didn't have any structure in my day. And that led to the anxiety attacks, which we can talk about later on. But it was really just you know, a whole lot of stress and not getting as much done as I wanted to. And I realized, in, as I describe in the Perfect Day Formula, I suffered from the paradox of freedom, which is having no boundaries in place. And I realized that in order to be truly free in life, you do need structure. And so I came up with this little phrase, the paradox of structure, and I applied it to this Perfect Day Formula. And I was also, at the time, reading a lot of Stoicism. And stumbling across this guy named Epictetus who lived a couple thousand years ago. And he had a great line that said, control what you can, cope with what you can't, concentrate on what counts. And I thought, you know what? That's really, really great to apply to the day because you control your morning more than ever. You have a lot of chaos in the afternoon you have to cope with. And then you can concentrate on what counts at night. Or at least that's what most people want to do. They want to go home to their families, their friends, their hobbies, their health. And so that's what I decided to help people. 
Love it. And there was a concept that I love and have incorporated into my own life called scripting, uh, which I assume is, <laughs> I don't know if that came from uh, way, way back into the Bill Walsh days or like scripting football uh, games, but that's kind of what came to mind was essentially you would script the first 10 to 15 plays of a game. So you knew the outcome, you knew what you could control. Uh, it sounds like that kind of leaked into your mindset to how you approach your day. I totally, totally use that analogy all the time. You know, like people are really resistant to the whole scripting thing. And I think, listen, you go to Broadway, do you think they're just making that play up as they go along? <laughs> you go to uh, your, you know, you too, your favorite rock band. They're not, they're not making this stuff up. They're no. scripting everything. And same with football. I, I actually think of Bill Belichick as opposed to Bill yeah. Walsh, but same thing for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. That's awesome. And uh, that's, uh, there was some, there's just one little passing reference to how scripting your day and things like that can help you kind of trigger your unconscious to help you out overnight. Uh, that's something I've just experimented with over the last six months. What's your experience been with kind of enlisting your unconscious to kind of help in the decision making process? Yeah, great question. And so I write first thing in the morning. And when I do this, when I really prepare the night before, I will wake up and the words will pour out of me. And mm. I absolutely love it. And, and I, I learned this, uh, this and the scripting stuff were kind of passed down to me from one of my mentors, this guy named Dan Kennedy. He has a, a book series called The No BS Guide to This, That, and the Other Thing. Yeah. Um, and, and in one of his uh, stories, I've seen him speak a million times, and he said, everybody knows the book Think and Grow Rich. And he claims, he claims, I, I don't know for sure, but he claims that Napoleon Hill had to come up with the, with the title of the book by like 5 p.m. on a certain day. And up until like two o'clock on that day, on the deadline day, it was titled, Use Your Noodle to Get the Boodle. And, and then Napoleon Hill was like, no, I got to come up with a better name. And so he went and had a nap. And apparently his subconscious came up with the, uh, the name Think and Grow Rich and the rest is history. So, I was going to say that. <laughs> so, <laughs> that may have been the, mo the million dollar nap, we'll call it that. Exactly, exactly. So I'm going to go and say that story is true. And, and because I, I have really experienced the subconscious power of the mind, you know, you, you put an intention. And, you know, I'd love to hear if it's been working for you. But you put that intention. It's not, not every nap is going to be a million dollar nap, but you get do get some good ideas and, and your brain will work while you're sleeping. Yeah, what's the, just for you? What what does your evening routine look like nowadays? Like before you actually hit the sack? Is there any? Are you reviewing goals? Are you visualizing? What are you doing? Uh, no, I'm really reading to make myself fall asleep is mostly what I do. I try, I try and get all of my work done and my review of the day uh -huh. before I go to bed. And, and that's generally what I tell people to do. And then I go to bed with a writing idea in mind. So, you know, about two hours before I go to bed, sometimes three or four hours before I go to bed, I have the end of day shut off. I do my brain dump and my to-do list and all that stuff. You got to do that the night before. And then I kind of say, okay, here's what I'm going to write about the next morning. And that carries in to the evening. And then as I get closer to bedtime, I just, I like to read and that you know, that's like a sleeping pill for me. So that's my nighttime routine, but it's really started a few hours before. Yeah. I was going to say that makes sense as to why the ideas start flowing first thing in the morning. You're setting the intention, you're assigning your unconscious, the task of, Hey, this is what I want to write about. And, yeah. and so it has that time. So that makes sense. Um, so let's shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about the marketing of the book. Cause that's one of the things that impressed me the most. I read Jason Leister's like breakdown oh, of cool. the marketing of it, which I yeah. loved. I've sent that to some clients. So what was, um, what do you think was the most effective thing about the marketing for the perfect day for me? Well, you know, I wasn't starting from scratch. So, I mean, I, I certainly cheated my way to selling, you know, we've sold over 30,000 copies of the book now. Goodness. And 
that was the first and foremost place to go. Go to the email list. I also did direct mail for it. We ran Facebook ads to a free book funnel. We have this perfect day formula kit. So it's a, a higher price product. We sold about 5,000 of those, which is great. And then, then I also have done over 275 podcasts. So uh, I, you know, I was talking to that Dan Kennedy guy and he said, he thinks he can sell about a hundred books every time he goes and does a teleseminar. This is old school, right? Teleseminar yeah. or a podcast for somebody. And I'm like, okay, I could probably do like a hundred podcasts. If I sell a hundred books on a hundred podcasts, that's a few thousand books. Okay, great. I'm going to do a hundred podcasts. And it spiraled into more and more. And mm -hmm. it helped me not only in book sales, it helped me in, in, in many, many things. But that was another key component of it. And I'll, I'll say, me and my friend, Pedro Skoulian, we have a show called The Empire Podcast, and we just did one on how Pedro sold 20,000 copies of his book in the first two weeks that it was out. And you can find it in airports now, in the airport mm -hmm. bookstore. So he really had a lot of success with his Man Up book. That's mm -hmm. the title of the book, Man Up. And he, what he did was he did 275 podcasts before the book was launched. So we both really had a podcast strategy in there. He mm -hmm. did all his before in a pre-launch. I did mine all after in uh, that's I'm the impatient guy. I'd like to do all <laughs> my, I like to get my book out fast. And so podcasting was a huge part of it, but we also met a lot of strategic partners, grew our network, became better speakers, all that sort of stuff. So, you know, those were all the angles that we had wrapped up in selling a lot of books. Oh, and also speaking in bulk orders as well. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that's that's definitely something our audience would be familiar with. Um, <clears throat> on the kit, by the way, so you said you sold five thousand of the kit, which I'll you know I've got, I've got that in here. You were kind enough to send it to me. Uh, what did that do for the funnel and the ability? Like, what did that free up, or what did that give you the ability to do in terms of marketing? Well, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, the kit at two hundred dollars then allows you to do a whole lot more. Uh, you know, very. You have you can pay a little bit more for your ads, and you can therefore have a little bit more leeway in the amount of money you spend. And we also did some um, affiliate marketing as well. So unless you, we didn't have the perf world's perfect book funnel. Let's put it that way. But there was enough um, leeway in the high price kit that allowed us to have affiliate marketing. Um, who and they weren't didn't have to promote the book, and then we had to have like the perfect Russell Brunson funnel in order to get it to make them money we were able to just say, hey, you can either promote the book and it'll make you a little bit of money or you can promote the kit and it'll do better for you. Because again, $200 price point, yeah. we can give them a hundred bucks you know, on a sale. And so that was huge for us. That's interesting. Um, yeah. All right, so before we shift to the content of the new book and talk a little bit about anxiety and how to mitigate yeah. some of that with daily routines, because I want to get into that stuff. Um, let's talk about just the marketing for the upcoming book. Anything you're going to do differently or lessons learned? Not a New York Times bestseller list because you basically have to give up your firstborn child. And, <laughs> and I mean, you have to be on a you have to be on a major television show in order to, according to what I understand, in uh -huh. order to have been on there. And I think, and this is crazy, is I think you actually have to already have been on the New York Times bestseller list in order to get on the New York Times bestseller. Yeah, it's list. it's it's something like ninety percent. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, really? so, okay, that makes no sense. So yeah, I'm not going down that road. I want to help hard charging people um, overcoming entrepreneurial and executive anxiety. Yeah, I was going to say, it seems like it's a little bit of a shift in the audience from the perfect day, which, which can hit a very broad audience. Yeah, the perfect day can hit a broad audience. But at the end of the day, the people who become my clients in my real business are for, for both books are the same person. They're the- gotcha tend to be the small business owner, one to 10 million, sometimes a little bit higher than that. But that's, that's who uh, both books in, in general are aimed at. Of course, you know, some of my best 
Amazon reviews are from mothers of three, five children who just absolutely loved it. And, and I will say, though, my worst, most critical review is from a woman of one child who's like, oh, I don't know how this could possibly work. And then I, I love like redirecting her to the woman who has three children. It's like, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. So it's all in the eye. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? Exactly. All right. So let's talk about the content for the new book. So uh, anxiety. Hey, you're having anxiety attacks. So this is circa, what, 2006? Yeah, 2006. I was very fortunate that I made a bunch of money when I was a young man. And I was very unfortunate that I made a bunch of money as a young man. And I lived in a big city of Toronto, where you, it's kind of like New York, you can go out every day of the week. And so I tested that theory. And I also worked uh, 12 to 14 hours a day. And I wasn't 20 years old when I could have gotten away with it. And okay. um, basically, like I, no one should have any sympathy for me and my anxiety attacks. But I basically worked myself into in that situation. Went through it, uh, had a six-week heart attack. Basically, I felt like I was having a heart attack for six weeks straight. And I don't mean that's not like hyperbole or exaggeration. Yeah. Literally felt like I was having a heart attack, tingling from the top of my head, mm -hmm. down at the end of my fingertips, elevated heart rate, ch uh, tight chest, couldn't breathe. And so eventually, I, I figured out how to overcome that, not just through physical stuff, not through just the regular yoga, meditation, breathing, all that sort of stuff, which I do cover in the book but also, and most importantly, through uncluttering the mind and mm -hmm. getting out of my own head, which is really the most important stuff and very, very applicable to an entrepreneur in any state of the game. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, like, do you, do you like, end the day by kind of writing down everything that's on your mind? Do you have some sort of kind of ritual like that that's built in that helps alleviate the anxiety part specifically? That's the brain dump. The brain dump is brain part dump. of what I call the three-step process to end your day. And you can mm -hmm. do it at your, you know, when you're leaving the office, you can do it before dinner, you can do it right after dinner. Don't do it too close to bedtime, but you can yeah. generally do it anytime near the end of the day. And the brain dump is the first step. And that's where I, I like to use the analogy that entrepreneurs, executives, it's like all of us are like someone came along with one of those boxes of a thousand jigsaw puzzle pieces and like pulled back your cranium and then poured a thousand jigsaw puzzle pieces into your head and closed you up and said, see you later, peace out. And you deal with that. And so the brain dump is taking those thousand jigsaw puzzle pieces and spewing them onto the table, right? You just like write down everything you need to do the next day. You got to call 19 people. You got to do 10 things. You got three book chapters to write. You got five podcasts to do. And you just go, oh my gosh, I just feel so much better getting that all out of my head. So that's mm -hmm. step one. And then you go and organize that into a to-do list. And the analogy would be putting together those jigsaw puzzle pieces. And then you start planning for the next day and getting your subconscious mind to work overnight. And you just feel so much more uh, uncluttered and relaxed and, and you feel a little st more stress-free. And the next thing you know is you can wake up tomorrow and really dominate your morning and get ahead of the game because most entrepreneurs feel like they're kind of behind the game all the time and that can really hold them back. It, it is. And I think there's one, there's one more key thing in the book that really stood out to me. And it's so funny because I literally got an email from Todd Brown, like a, a market email the other day about it. it was outcome versus activity goals. I love that distinction. How did, how did you come across it and how has it affected you? Because I, I feel like it's probably something that helps a lot with the anxiety part. Yeah, yeah. And my, my mentor, Dan Kennedy, third time I mentioned him on this show is that he has this phrase, a lot of people are caught up in activity, not accomplishment. So, you, you know, you can be one of those reactive people who 
is busy, 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 busy all day long. And at the end of the day, you go, I didn't get anything done, even though I was busy all day long. And so you have to be focused on accomplishment. And, you know, I'll go all the way back to like Stephen Covey's four quadrants. And if you know the four quadrants, the two most important for high performers is urgent and important and non-urgent, but important. And non-urgent, but important is where the magic happens. But most people spend their day in urgent, but important, you know, calls and meetings and uh, emails and and just getting back to people. And that's great. I mean, that, some of that stuff is urgent and it is important. But writing the books, writing the video sales letters, writing the copy, all of that is non-urgent. Like it's, uh, we can wait till tomorrow, but it's right. super important. It's the most yeah. important stuff. And so I want people to spend more time in that non-urgent but important. And that you prepare for it the night before, you get up and you work on that non-urgent and important first thing in the morning. And even if you only do 15 to 30 minutes on it, you have that victory that the world can't take away from you. And to be quite honest, you're probably not going to find 15 or 30 minutes in the day. You don't find time, you make time. Yeah, love it. All right, so how do people get into your world? How do they get connected? And uh, especially for updates on the upcoming book. Yeah, so the upcoming book, go to beunstoppablebook.com, get on the pre-order for that. Uh, The next thing is Instagram is actually my social media of choice. So if you want to find me there, I'm at real Craig Ballantyne. And if you're old school like me and you just love email, you can email me anytime at Craig at godfather.com. <laughs> love it. All right. Final question for you. So, uh, so in the whole journey of all the book publishing and stuff like that, um, is there any reason, like, did you have a good experience going, going the direction you did with like self-publishing and any, any changes you're making on that? What, are you going hybrid? Are you going traditional? Any plans to do that? I've always been self-published, um, through Tucker Max's book in a box. So oh, yeah. the thing, the thing I did with the first one is I actually wrote 300 pages for the perfect day formula, but they were all like more essay format and they weren't connected. And I was really struggling at the time. And I said to my business partner, I don't know what to do. And he said, well, why don't you just call up Tucker? So I called up Tucker and he said, well, just, we won't go through the entire book in a box process, which is like a talk your book sort of thing. And we just got connected with one of his good editors. We went back and forth many times and we, we chiseled it down to like 110 pages or whatever it is. And it was really dialed in. So I did it that way. This, for the new book, I actually did go through um, the entire process with Tucker's company of speaking the book. And it was good to get it out. And, and they did a fabulous job of re-outlining the book. So I had this idea of how the book was going to go. They had a guy come along and outline the book in a much better way. And that was really helpful. But I found the, the person who wrote my book from my transcript, the sentences were too choppy. And essentially, I rewrote every sentence. And it's mm. fantastic now. But I don't, I don't know if it could be better. I, like, I think I'm just such a picky person when it comes to a book. And, and, and you know, it depends on what you're using a book for. If you're a financial yeah. advisor and you just want to spitball a book to hand out to clients so, and they'll, that they'll never read, but they'll just want to say, hey, my financial advisor has a book, that's the way to go. Yeah. But if you really do want a book that is, is a good read, you have to put the extra energy into it. So I'm still figuring, yeah. for the next one that I'm doing, I'm doing another one called The Perfect Week Formula in 2019. Mm-hmm. And I've got a, an editor in my company at Early to Rise who can write like me, he can write in my voice. And so he's going to be the person taking it on. 
Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And it's nice, even even with that process of going through Tucker Max's editor, I can imagine that it still shortcuts, like shortcuts the process because you've got somebody handing your own words back. It may not be the exact phrasing you want, but their own your own words. So it's a lot easier to go back and edit something that's already there than coming up with something from whole cloth and just sitting down and trying to bang out two, three, 4,000 words a day. Yeah, absolutely. It's the difference between sitting down at a blank screen and you going, oh my gosh. And like, basically <laughs> I, I had hit a, 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 a wall. I mean, I had no, yeah. I didn't know how to figure it out. And then I can, I can rewrite something better than I can write something. So yeah, yes. it, it really did shortcut the process. Yeah, makes sense. Well, Craig, so this was awesome. I really appreciate the time and kind of sharing, especially opening up about the book marketing and all that stuff. My audience is going to get a huge kick out of that. So uh, I'm really excited. Hopefully we can support you and, and uh, get on the book list and all that stuff and make sure that we buy it when it comes out. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Now, I believe that clarity releases energy. So I hope that this episode creates clarity for you by laying out a path forward in your business. Now, if you're interested in starting a podcast like this to help you break into a new industry or to establish yourself as an authority in a niche market, let's talk. We have a complete done for you podcasting service. That is my agency that I'm building and growing. And I'd love to talk to you about what we can potentially do for you. You can learn more at pursuingresults.com to get a sense of what our service is all about. And if you're ready, if you're really seriously thinking about starting a podcast, I'm happy to brainstorm your ideas and talk about the positioning of your podcast within the market, something that you can take away whether we end up working together or not. So you can grab a time on my calendar for a podcast brainstorm call at bookjohnson.com. That is bookjohnson.com. I just want to thank you again for listening to the show, for leaving us a rating and a review on iTunes and more importantly, for investing your time, your energy, your attention into the show. It really means the world to me that you would do that. So again, this is the UX podcast where we learn how to turn a rockstar business into a UX machine, and we'll see you on the next episode.